Let's pray. Loving God, would you open your word to us today and plant a seed in us that would grow. So come now by your Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Well, we are in James chapter 4, and uh, the title I've got today is Submit to God. So, can you say that with me? Submit to God. If you're watching online, you can type in the comments, Submit to God, and then press Enter. So it's recorded. Submit to God. Really, that's the the message that we get from this. Uh, What's been happening last week, Roxanne spoke about the tongue and about what the tongue can do. And the context of James talking about the tongue was probably what's revealed here. There were groups of Christians who were having a go at each other. They were, in verse uh, 1, fighting and quarreling. And the fighting and quarreling here is like a, the, the metaphorical fighting and quarreling. It's, it's Winston Churchill going into battle in Parliament. Uh, it, it's that, that way that we, we speak of language and we use words to, to battle and to fight and to quarrel, not literal fighting, um, but uh, with words. So that's, that's what the whole point of talking about the tongue was. It's, it's, it's because James has got a problem um, with these people who are reading the letter. I don't know if you've ever come across two Christians fighting or quarreling. My sense is if you've been in church for any longer than about six months, you've seen it more than once, uh, where people get very opinionated um, about particular things. Um, and th- there's nothing like um, a good theological debate over coffee. There's also nothing like a bad theological debate over coffee. Um, so that's what James is speaking about. And I almost feel like, um, did any of you ever have the board game Operation? The, the, the game called Operation? Um, or maybe some of you are surgeons and you've done it for real. I've only ever played with a game. Uh, but, but, it, but it feels with the kind of the tweezers and, and trying to pick out the pieces. Um, and if you got it wrong, it buzzed. And um, I, I, I just think the easiest thing would be just to put some metal across the buzzing. It buzzes the whole time, and then, and then it wouldn't matter. But that would defeat the purpose. It's really tricky, isn't it, to get the pieces out of the game. If you don't know what game I'm talking about, sorry. I'm just going to move on. Um, but it's really tricky to get the pieces out uh, without the buzzer going off. And as I read this passage several times in preparing for today, that was the sense I got of what's going on here. It's like, it's like we're in this tightrope. We could fall off if we're not careful on either side. And the message is submit to God. The only way we can play the game of operation without buzzing is to not touch the sides. The only way, says James, in all of this is we have to submit to God. I'll, I'll explain uh, more about that operation uh, metaphor as I go. Um, So, racing through verse 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. Jesus says, ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. But sometimes we ask for things and God doesn't give them to us. And James's implication here for for these Christians at this time is, you're asking for the wrong thing. or, Or you're asking for the right thing, but you have the wrong motive. So when Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, it's, it's, you have to be asking for something that Jesus wants to give you in the first place. It's about our motives and God's motives coming together um, in alignment. And then we will receive. 
he calls them adulterous people and has this link between friendship of the world and friendship with God. Uh, this idea that we as Christians are in relationship with God. Uh, that's our, our primary purpose as a church, is to work out what it means to be in relationship with God in Jesus Christ. And so as we're, as we're in relationship with God, we, we can't be in relationship with the world at the same time. We have to separate ourselves. We're back to the game of operation. And if we're trying to be in relationship with the world, we're, we're going to set the buzzer off. Submit to God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. James is quite harsh, isn't he? I, I do think it's quite funny, all the people that say they love the book of James, when we actually drill down. He's pretty harsh. Uh, people think Paul is harsh. I think in this passage, James is he's just on this, this sort of tyrannical... Um, rampage um, for, for these people who are first reading the letter. He's impassioned about it because it's important, because it's so easy for us to lose sight of God. And the other side of it is, we can't be too pious. Back to the operation game again. We don't want to touch the sides and set the buzzer off. We can't be too pious. Scripture says, verse 6, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, verse 7. Submit yourselves then to God. So as we submit to God, we have to be humble. We have to be humble. We can't say, hey, look at me. We have to be humble. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I love that line. It jumped out at me as I read this. Uh, a few lines did. But resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's what James is saying is the key. We have to try and resist the devil and the devil will flee. Almost like, um, I, I can just imagine if, if, you're, um, if you have a brother that's really annoying or, or someone at school who's really annoying or, or, or just somebody who's really annoying that you've encountered um, it, it may be if you're out and about, this happens. I used to travel on buses a lot. And, and, there, would, and there would sometimes be these really annoying people that would just come and get right in your face and, and want to talk all the time. And, and you couldn't really do much about it. And, it. and it's almost like those kinds of situations. If you can imagine something like that, where there's someone and you just kind of, in the end, you just ignore them and they get bored and go away and bother someone else. It might be a salesperson, I, I, who, who knocks on the door. It doesn't seem to happen so much these days, but um, I guess because we didn't have fancy windows in my house growing up, we'd often get people knocking on the door trying to sell us new windows. Um, um, and uh, I, I don't know if anyone else has experienced that, but they'd come by a lot. And, and until you get new windows, then they don't bother. But they, they would keep coming and it would be different people. And it, it was just oh, someone selling us double glazing again. Um, resist the devil and he will flee from you. In the end, if you submit to God and push the devil away, the, the message is the devil's going to get fed up and go bother someone else. It's going to look for the, for the weakest link uh, to bother. Um, now, a quick lesson in why it's important not to take the Bible out of context. Um, I, was, I was looking at verse 8. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. And I was thinking, I wonder how many churches have put that on their sign in COVID-19. <laughs> James 4 verse 8, wash your hands, you sinners. 
Of course, what um, James is talking about here, wash your hands, purify your hearts, grieve, mourn, and wail. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Um, When we come to confession, the point uh, James is saying is, is in grieving, mourning, and wailing. That is, we are supposed to lament and confess our sin. It's supposed to get us. We're supposed to feel bad in, in it for a moment. You know, there's, there's, there's no good us um, just saying, hey, God's going to forgive us and give us peace, and so we're fine, um, we, without realizing the cost of our sin, the cost of what we do wrong, in order that we can then move on from it and learn from it. Again, the reminder to be humble, verse 10. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. Submit to God. Back in our game, we do not want to touch the sides. We want to stay humble. We want to submit to God. Because as we submit to God, as we keep our focus on him, he will lift us up. James comes back to where he started with brothers and sisters, verse 11. Do not slander one another. Um, and, and he goes on to talk about uh, and speak against having a go at other Christians. You know, it's really easy to do. Um, there's, a, there's a game going around on Facebook right now called What Kind of Anglican Are You? Um, and I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it's one of these quizzes. Uh, I don't do quizzes on social media because... Um, I, I, I just think it's a way that they're going to steal your data even more, so I'm not touching it. Um, but I'm quite interested in seeing other people who have done it and, and what, what it says, what kind of Anglican they are. Um, and I think it's really important whether you're some kind of Anglican or some kind of Catholic or some kind of charismatic or some kind of Pentecostal or some kind of whatever you want to call yourself, submit to God where you are and Be careful and be warned about judging and speaking out against other people who are your brothers and sisters in Christ, who may be in a different denomination, who may worship in a different way. Why? Because James says, if you do that, if you do that, you're actually speaking out against the law. And when he's talking about the law, it's summed up in what Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying when you have a go at someone else who's a Christian, when you quarrel among yourselves, it is like you are having a go at the biggest law that God gave us. That's the the bulk of the the text, submit yourselves to God. And then we just get a a, a reminder, which kind of as as a postscript, um, uh, where he kind of changes the mood ever so slightly and says, today or tomorrow, we'll go and do this and we'll go and do that. And it's all about, you know, making plans. And, and I think this is really poignant in this time. Um, verse 14, why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. The reality is, um, I know somebody's going to, uh, you know, it's Labor Day, that's what will happen tomorrow. Okay, we get that. But what will happen tomorrow we don't know. We don't know how long this virus uh, is going to be taking the hold that it is. We don't know how long uh, before people will want to come back in great numbers to worship in church, before they'll want to go to hockey games, before they'll want to 
um, go to concerts and, uh, and do all these things that have had to reimagine or change over the time. We just don't know. And, you know, a few months ago, if someone had said that everything that's happened in this spring and summer would have happened, uh, if, if they'd have said it even a year ago, probably most of us would have said, there's no way that would happen. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves in that situation. So I think, in a sense, there's a, there's a wake-up call in the midst of the pandemic, and that's what James is, is alluding to here. We just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, what do we need to do today? Today we need to submit to God. Submit to God. And commit that tomorrow we'll do the same thing, submit to God. Because as we focus on our relationship with God, God who loves us, God who cares about us, then we won't be having a go at other Christians. We won't be having a go at other people who aren't Christians. We will be trying to share the good news and live the good news of Jesus in our own lives. The good news that Jesus came and lived and died so that we get to live, but we don't get to die. We only get to live when we follow and trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Submit to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, this letter of James and for the way it speaks to us. If there's anything, Lord, that uh, anyone we need to forgive today, anyone who uh, we might have quarreled with in the past and we haven't quite put that to one side, if there's any repentance that we need uh, to find, Lord, would you help us to move towards finding that today? And so we pray for your peace in our hearts that whilst we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, uh, we can know that for today, for tomorrow, and for every day, for eternity, that you are with us, that you love us, that you care for us, and that you call us sons and daughters. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.